Welcome, you've reached the Brothers Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. The Brothers Journey is where we connect brother to brother, seeking wisdom and knowledge on our way to building understanding. Join the journey with Brother Steve. We will have real discussions and thought-provoking interviews on a wide range of topics for the purpose of creating a winning strategy. Together we will work to sharpen our vision and encourage action for our kingdom assignment. Now let's get it. Welcome, brothers, to the Brothers Journey Show. Signpost for today reads, While You Wait. During this episode, we will discuss the challenges faced while waiting on God and moving at the same time. As always, i like to start by giving honor to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, my loving wife Rita, and you brothers for traveling along this journey. Thank you for your time and attention. Our scripture reference comes Philippians 4, 6-7, through 7, reads, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So the topic of waiting on God came up during a very important conversation I was having with a young man the other day. He is waiting on God for his next source of income and also feeling the pressure of the question, what do I do while I'm waiting? I do not know if you've ever been there you know, between seeking another job or source of income and following your purpose. Trust me, I've been there several times and hope that if I encounter that intersection on my journey again, I can reach back and get some encouragement from this episode. As a man of the house who takes the responsibility seriously and for understanding's sake, I'm speaking about those heavy three Ps. You know, you are to protect, provide, and to be present. Anytime one of those P's are challenged, the possibility exists you can feel less than the mighty king that you are. You can, as my brother said, be mad at God for not showing up immediately. I've been there before several times, like I said, thinking that my education, my experience, and of course the grace of God behind me, I was going to walk right into my next assignment and be compensated very well. Well, guess what? That didn't happen nowhere near my schedule. Looking back on that situation, I moved before he was ready for me to move and took a job working in a convenience store. Now, no shade on anyone who worked in a convenience store, but that just really wasn't for me. We were able to keep things afloat, but the cost to my family was probably more than the few dollars I was making an hour. By that, I mean just taking a job for sake of income is maybe not the best move, especially when that job could put your family in an unsafe situation. I mean, if you have to take a third shift job, now your family is home all night unprotected. If you have to take a driving job and you're gone for days, even more of the challenge. Now your protection and your presence is challenged. Of course, there are ways to accomplish this through technology. You know, we have the FaceTime and security systems and I'm sure things that I'm not aware of. Nothing beats your actual presence if something should go bump in the night. Brothers got to do what a brother got to do. But should you wait on God? As I was right, as I was sharing with the brother, you know, you have to know how to wait on God and move at the same time. 
one thing about your journey, it will be slightly different than the next brother, but the lessons learned along the way are similar in nature if you really pay attention. A little note here, it's not God's fault that you have a house payment, two car payments, and whatever other bills are coming in at you on a daily basis. You know, my cousin Charles is my mailman, and, um, you know, since the pandemic has changed and my work schedule has uh, shifted where there are sometimes I can work from home. So in other words, I'm able to, you know, come be at home when he delivers the mail. And so when he drives up and I meet him at the mailbox and I refer to him as bad news. Why you call me that? Well, you ain't bringing me nothing but bad news. And of course, you know, he say, well, you know, don't shoot the messenger. You know, it's not my fault you're trying to keep up with your neighbors. So in other words, hey. You brought this on yourself, so suck it up. So the truth is, yes, you know, we got a lot of things going on that really is not necessary. So we asked God to help us with things that he really didn't give us. So one big question is, who is responsible for paying all these bills? We will dive more into that topic on a future episode. Now, how do you wait on God and move at the same time? One absolute truth is waiting on God's timing is extremely difficult. His timeline is almost never aligned with yours, yet his timing is always perfect. It's like the old folk used to say, you know, the old song, you know, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. If you're in a season of waiting, take hope through these five ways to find patience while waiting on God's timing. But a couple of things to consider first. Number one, waiting on God's plan requires patience and faith. It is in the waiting that your faith is forged in the fires of trial. In the waiting, you discover that God's in charge and we're nothing on you doing nothing on your own. Number two, waiting is hard, but the wait has a purpose. God is never accidental. Everything he does has a purpose. Sometimes the wait is for God to align other pieces of his plan. He could also be waiting on you to align the pieces of your heart. One thing I know, if your heart ain't right, it ain't going to happen. As much as you want to move forward now, truth is, you just not you just may not be ready. You also have more to learn, more to change, more to grow. And yes, my brother, it's a lifetime journey. I should take a pause for the cause and address the issue of some people being afraid to pray for patience. I've heard that if you pray for patience, God may make you wait a long time for your blessings or or something like that. I do find that a bit odd that because I ask God to help me learn how to wait correctly or as a definition of patience read, the capacity to accept or tolerate delay trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. So I don't think praying for patience is a bad thing. So with that, we're going to talk about the five ways to be patient while waiting on God's timing. Number one, pray and then pray some more. In other words, keep talking to God. The number one way to patiently wait on God is through prayer. Here are a few prayer tips. Pray for patience and fortitude through your waiting season. Pray for God to reveal your next step. Remember, in all you're getting, get an understanding. And third, pray for your heart to be open to the work of God. 
Number two, seek through his word. Spending time in his word is the best way to make sh- to make use of your downtime. Understand that waiting is really a season of preparation. It may be that your heart, mind, and spirit need some work, or it may be that God is moving other people, places, or things to prepare the way. Staying in scripture helps you, helps keep you grounded in God's plan and promises. When you're in that season of waiting, daily reminders of God's faithfulness will sustain you. Reading about his power and plans will fill your heart with hope. Studying others who endure seasons of waiting reminds you that you're not alone in this struggle. Romans 15 and 4 reads, For whatever was written in former days was written for your instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures you might have hope. A note of understanding here, remember God speaks in many ways, so pay attention as you go about your journey. The third uh, way to patiently wait is surrender to the process. Change is a process and can take time. When God is working a change in your life or carrying you through a particular challenge, it may take time to fully work through the process. So stop fighting the process and surrender to God's work. Submit to God's time, submit to his timeline Let go of your attempts to control and plan your way out and allow God to lead. The fourth thing to do while you're waiting is consider the lessons in the wait. Understand there is a purpose in your waiting. If you have some work to do to prepare for the next season, do it. Trust and know that God is working. Number five, focus on the blessings. Above all, recognize the joy and blessings all around you. Instead of focusing on what isn't working, focus on what has worked and what is currently working. Keep your eye on the prize is very important at this stage. As you go about your journey, look for ways to be a blessing to others. Who is God placed in your path that needs your encouragement? I know you may be thinking, how can I help someone when I'm broke down? Trust me, that is the exact time you can encourage that brother who is also broke down and may feel like he is alone or he's the only one going through. You can help each other get through this situation. I hope you believe that God knows your next job, your next salary. He knows all of that. Now, do you think you can do better than him? Probably not. So wait. Understand that you must cling to God's divine provision. But you also must put in the work. By that I mean put it in the work to keep a positive attitude even when you get another no. Put in the work to keep your head up when you go to the mailbox and yet another bill arrives with a late notice. Put in the work to protect your health. It's easy to allow the stress of the situation to affect your health. Use that downtime to exercise your mind and your body. God is strategic. Nothing he calls you to do is without a purpose. If you're going to trust him with your life, then you have to trust his process. What talents do you have? Think about the thing you thought of doing if you didn't have to worry about money. Could it be the time to start doing that? Could this dry season be God aligning you to help take that leap of faith? Another challenge is the whole goal setting idea. 
you can make a to-do list, an agenda, work on filling up your calendar, but without something, without somehow putting God in it through this project, you may come up a little short. During our conversation, the brother talked about his accomplishments, you know, his college and, and experience and all of those things, just like I did before, and thought that because of his goals and his plans he set forth, and the fact that there were several things scheduled to happen, he, he wouldn't, there would be no way possible it would be two months and he's still waiting. How do you get goals? How do you set goals that includes God's timing? When setting goals, think about how your goals start with God or why God would want you to even achieve that goal. Pray about your goal, asking God to be the catalyst to you reaching that goal. Ask Also ask God to block any goal that is not aligned with his will for your life. One of the best points given by God comes from Matthew 7, um, verses 7 through 8, which reads, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, you will find it. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. This is one of those, one of my favorite scriptures, and of course, one that will keep you working for a lifetime. In the context of this conversation, you know, finding a job, you have to take the scriptures, as you always do, and break them down uh, you know, word for word, or as we discussed in the previous episode, line upon line, precept upon precept. Here the disciple St. Matthew is quoting Jesus when he told the people how to get what they wanted from God. So you want God to send you your next work assignment. Well, you got to break it down. There are many scriptures that can help, but for sake of conversation, we're going to stick with Matthew 7. Breaking this one down, you have to ask. So you got to go ask the employer, are you hiring? Ask yourself, do I really want to work here? Is this the right place? God, is this the place you want me? Then you have to seek. You have to search for the type of job, the type of workplace environment. How much are they paying? What is the cost of this employment? Is this the place I want to work? Then you circle back to ask, And because it's something you want, a simple ask may not be sufficient. You may now have to knock on the door. The idea of knocking is important. You know how certain sounds get different levels of attention? This could be a situation where a light knock may not get noticed. But if you knock on the door like the police, you may get a response. And of course, that response can be different depending on what's going on inside. You know, if they're in there doing something, they have no business and the police knock on the door, you know, people run and scatter and you might even get shot. So just a little understanding there. It's also possible that the order may change depending on what you are doing. Sometimes seeking may be all you need because you can determine based on your research and your response from God if you even need to go to the asking step and why knock on a door if you're not sure you really want God to open it. Putting this all together does take some work. You don't want to waste time knocking on the wrong door. You don't want to waste time seeking an opportunity that God didn't set before you, and you certainly do not want to waste time asking them to hire you when you know this is not going to work, not even though the wage may be sufficient, 
but the cost is way too high. My brother, in everything you go through, you have to take the time to make sure you are aware of everything that is going on. Yes, as a provider, you have to earn a decent wage. But don't forget, you have you have a provider also, and he wants to give you the desires of your heart. Be sure to keep God first and rely on the Holy Spirit to lead you through his through this path of uncertainty of uncertainty. If you're like me and the thought of relying on the Holy Spirit is somewhat strange, well, that's okay. That's where getting into his word and learning all about your benefits as a child of the Most High King will help. All right, my brothers, we're going to bring this episode to a close. We will continue the journey forward and hang on for the ride to the next level. In closing, I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you to stay tuned to yourself, your loved ones, and especially God. This is Brother Steve encouraging you to ask for wisdom, seek knowledge, and build understanding. Thank you for your time and attention. Until next time, peace. Thank you for listening to the Brothers Journey Show with your host and navigator, Brother Steve. I hope you were inspired and encouraged to put in the work for next level living. Stay tuned for the next episode where we will continue the journey. Tell your homeboys to join the journey to the next level. Until next time, peace, love, and blessings. Brother Steve.